This is MasteryCast. The Enlightenment and Scientific Revolution. Modern World History, Lesson Number 3. The time period in the context of the Enlightenment and the Scientific Revolution was between the 16th and 18th century. A series of revolutions changed common held beliefs about two specific things. One, the scientific theories regarding gravity, motion, setup of the universe, which was largely the source of um, the Catholic Church. That's where the science came from prior to the scientific revolution. The second thing it, cha- it, it, it changed or challenged was the role of government and the rights of people. The idea of equality of all men, freedom of speech, the idea of the government and the people forming a contract. Let's first take a look at the scientific revolution. What changed in the approach to science? Prior to 1500, people turned to the ancient Greeks and Romans and the Bible for their science. The Bible being the supreme authority on all science. Around the mid-1500s, some scholars challenged old ideas, started to base science on careful observation. The result? The scientific revolution. It challenged the Catholic Church. What were some of the major discoveries of the scientific revolution? One major discovery was the heliocentric model. This was the concept that planets revolve around the sun rather than the earth, which was the geocentric model. Some of the people responsible for the heliocentric model, one would be Copernicus. He was responsible for the sun-centered theory. Bra observed and recorded data on the movements of the planets. Kepler established mathematical laws that govern planet movements, travel in elliptical orbits rather than circles. All three of them supported the concept of the new heliocentric model. Another discovery was the law of the pendulum. The new belief became each swing took the same amount of time rather than the old belief that slowing that the pendulum slowed near its resting place that was aristotle's finding another discovery was the law of motion the new discovery said that heavy and light objects fall at the same speed this was different than the previous held belief that said that heavy objects fall faster that was based on aristotle who was responsible for the law of motion and the law of gravity galileo galilei He contradicted numerous theories of the church, such as the moon was smooth and perfect. He disagreed with some parts of Aristotle's theories, others he agreed with. He definitely built on Aristotle's findings. He agreed with Copernicus over Ptolemy. The result? The church was very angry with his findings. They contradicted a lot of church teachings, and so therefore he was forced to recant his theories publicly um, by the church and he was put on house arrest until his death in 1642. Another major discovery was the law of gravity. The idea that every object in the universe attracts every other object. The degree of the attraction depends on the mass and distance. Who was responsible for this discovery? Isaac Newton. He was responsible for establishing a single theory of motion bringing together Galileo and Kepler's findings. So as you can see many of these uh, scientists built off one another. What was the new way of studying science? Rather than just opening up the Bible to Genesis, the new approach was the scientific method. Let's state a problem. Let's gather information on that. Let's form a hypothesis. Let's experiment. Let's record and analyze. State a conclusion and then repeat the steps.
who was responsible for this new method of approaching the universe, Francis Bacon, urged scientists to experiment and not rely on reasoning from abstract theories, and Rene Descartes developed analytical ge geometry linked to algebra and geometry, both of them supporting the steps and the concept behind the scientific uh, method. What was the impact of the scientific revolution? Overall, it challenged the church and it created much controversy. Scientific instruments like the microscope, the mercury barometer, and Fahrenheit's thermometer came out of the scientific revolution. Other things such as medicine in the human body, dissection of human corpses rather than only animals, heart acted as a pump, vaccination for smallpox. There was major discoveries in chemistry as a result of the scientific revolution. Boyle's law explains how volume, temperature, and pressure affect one another. As you can see, the scientific revolution changed things greatly and certainly, certainly challenged the power of the Catholic Church. The next topic we're going to look at is the Enlightenment in Europe. What was the Enlightenment and how did it start? Just as the concept of reason, the idea that human beings can actually reason through things rather than just trusting the Bible for all of its knowledge, just as reason impacted the scientific revolution, it also influenced a new approach to thinking. This started the age of reason or the Enlightenment. First, we must look at these Enlightenment thinkers and their view of human nature. There were two very different views on government. A man by the name of Thomas Hobbes believed that if people in the state of nature, that's what the S-O-N stands for, believe that life is brutish, nasty, and short, and because people are greedy and self-interested, the type of government that was needed was an absolute monarchy. That was the only form of government that controlled these greedy people. In contrast, a man by the name of John Locke believed that people in the state of nature, and that is a situation where there was no government. He believed that humans could actually learn from experiences and are generally good. Therefore, he believed the right type of government, given his view of human nature, was self-government, self or that people consent to a government. John Locke, by far, is the most influential person in coming up with the concept behind democracy. Some of the major ideas of the Enlightenment were natural rights, life, liberty, and property. John Locke giving that. The impact was incredible throughout the world, particularly to the United States. Separation of powers um, was a view widely held by Montesquieu. Um, this definitely influenced the formation of governments and how they share power. Um, another concept was the freedom of speech and religious freedom. Uh, Voltaire was someone who believed strongly with that. Um, particularly a famous quote of Voltaire's was, I might not agree with the words you say, but I will defend to your death your right to say it. This was seen in the, and this is seen in the U.S. Bill of Rights and in F France's Declaration of the Rights of Man. Another major idea was the sense of individual freedom. Um, and this was supported by Rousseau, the concept of direct democracy inspired leaders of the French Revolution. What was challenged by the Enlightenment? The concept of the divine right of kings. The fact that kings justified their power because they got it from God was certainly challenged by the thinkers of the Enlightenment. The concept of the union or the marrying of the church and the state together that, that this, this idea was challenged and many were skeptical of, of the church and the state being one. The idea of unequal social classes, that the very rich 
were given privileges and the very poor were heavily taxed. This was something that was starting to be seen as unjust. All of the above, the philosophes, John Locke, Montesquieu, Voltaire, found them to be unjust and unreasonable principle. And therefore, there was a foundation now for change. With the printing press, people were starting to read their new ideas, and they were starting to get inspired by them. What really changed with the Enlightenment was that, generally speaking, there was overall progress. People challenged old beliefs, and science, scientific and ideological, and they held them up to this idea of reason, that we can use our brains to think through things, rather than just relying on the Bible or our government for all the answers. Overall, people became more secular, meaning more worldly or not of religion. Religious beliefs were questioned. Lastly, the rise of individualism. Rather than only depending on religion for thought, people started to depend on themselves and their worth, their individual worth as an individual. How did the Enlightenment spread? Like I just mentioned, the printing press had a lot to do with it. Had it not been for the printing press and for the literacy rates starting to starting to rise throughout Europe, these ideas would have fell just on the philosophes' laps. However, they started to spread throughout Europe, especially amongst the upper middle class or the bourgeoisie. Where did people discuss ideas? In Paris salons. These are mansions of wealthy women in Paris, places where Enlightenment ideas were discussed over tea. It's similar to the intellectual discussions that you might witness or overhear at your local Starbucks today. Another way they were sped was uh, Deer DeRoe's Encyclopedia. This was like a one-stop shop of all of these ideas, a set of writings which compiled Enlightenment thinking ranging from science to government. The result of the spread of these ideas was French government and the church censored the encyclopedia. Even though they censored it, the ideas continued to be published, inspiring a literate middle class in French society, referred to as the bourgeoisie. Eventually, these ideas generate so much ins inspiration in the people and they cause a great deal of resentment, especially amongst the middle class um, who was experiencing heavy taxes from their absolute monarchs. This eventually leads to the revolt of the third estate. What was the impact of the Enlightenment on art and literature? Um, you see two new forms, a neoclassical movement, movement, which is a new classical borrowed from the ideas of ancient Greece and Rome. The idea of the novel, the rise of the novel, very popular among middle-class women. What was the eventual impact on government? Most absolute monarchs rejected the ideas of the Enlightenment and worked to censor all that they could. Of course they would, given the fact that their power was questioned by the Enlightenment. Some absolute monarchs, however, embraced the idea and became what are called enlightened despots. And these are absolute monarchs who are still all-powerful, but they use their power to make needed reforms to improve people's lives. Let's look at a couple of them. Frederick the Great of Prussia. He granted religious freedom, reduced censorship, improved education. Joseph II of Austria introduced legal reforms, freedom of the press, abolished serfdom, supported freedom of worship. Catherine the Great of Russia she was a very close friend of Voltaire's. She believed in the freedom of worship, abolished torture, and capital punishment. She wasn't that helpful to serfs, however. Lastly, let's take a look at the Enlightenment as it relates to events starting to unfold in America. We cannot discuss American government without referencing John Locke. 
John Locke is the Enlightenment thinker that believed all people had natural rights. He believed the only way a government could come into being was through an agreement between the governed and the government. And this is reflected in our Declaration of Independence. Montesquieu. The concept of three branches of government we see today in American government, legislative, executive, and judicial. He believed that was the only way that power would not corrupt. Voltaire is seen in his belief in the freedom of speech and the Bill of Rights. This concludes the Enlightenment and the Scientific Revolution, Modern World History, Lesson Number 3.